Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. Hey, I always like to start with something interesting. And if you're looking for a job, you already know how great it is to tap into LinkedIn.com because you can easily find out who's who at a particular company. You can see if you have any friends who work there or maybe you're connected to someone at that company. And launching next week, if you're the lazy type, oh my gosh, you're just going to love this. You can now use LinkedIn's artificial intelligence, right? I said AI. And it's all going to do the legwork for you. So it's going to find the hiring managers. It's going to compose custom messages and send them off. It's going to cost you $40 a month. But you need to be super careful with doing this. Because if the AI screws up, let me tell you, there's no way to unsend a career-killing DM. All right, so just keep that in mind. You want to proofread anything. You know, it just reminds me of a story. A few years ago, one of our lead project managers posted on LinkedIn, When I die, I want my developers to carry my coffin so that they can put me down one last time. Well, let me tell you, that got the developers in the company all kind of crazy. And one of them actually commented, for the first time ever, you've passed along the requirements clearly. Ouch, that's a bad one. Hey, on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this. It's the Kim Commando Show. It's the nation's largest, most trusted source about all things digital. I am, of course, America's beloved digital goddess, Kim Commando, here with you once again. And a warm welcome to our new listeners. It's a pleasure to have you join us. And to our loyal listeners, I'm delighted to have you back again. And you can find the Kim Commando Show on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And if you want the complete full experience, make sure you head over to the Commando community because that's where you can see and watch us do the show and listen, commercial-free, webcasts, podcasts. Uh, You get the message boards, all kinds of great things. Membership does have privileges. And if you're over 55 or you work in the police, the fire department, or you're any type of service personnel, you're a teacher, you also get 10% off. Once again, head over to commando.com and hit that big old link that says community in the right-hand side. And a big hello and salute goes out to all of our listeners in the American Forces Network Radio, reaching over 375,000 U.S. service members serving in 175 different countries and 200 ships at sea. Get the Kim Commando Show. And I know you have at least one digital dilemma that you need a hand with, and that's why I'm here for you. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And if you want to, you can always drop me your questions over at the site. I'm happy to help you with those. And head over to commando.com. And once again, in that right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. All righty, every single day I check out 30 different websites to make sure you're up to date on all things digital. And here are the top five things that you need to know right now. Have you downloaded any Chinese apps? Well, any app from or owned by the Chinese government has to hand all over that data to who? You know, communist Chinese government. Now, these apps are super invasive. We talked about TikTok a lot of times here on the big show. You know, it collects your search and your browsing history, your facial ID, your voice prints, your text messages, your photos, your location. Yeah, they spell it all out in that privacy policy that nobody ever reads. Now, according to the Washington Post, four out of five of the top apps in the U.S. are from China. Yes, the most popular app in the U.S. scrubbed all references, though, from it being Chinese. It's the one that lets you shop like a billionaire. Yes, Timu. It actually links back to a Chinese commerce giant, PDD Holdings. It's now gone. 
So right now, TikTok and CapCut are listed in the Apple and the Google Play Stores as they are from Singapore. That's right. So what you want to do is make sure that if you have any of these Chinese apps, you just wipe them off. If you need help, we have it all over on the website at commando.com. Number two, wow, this is some crazy story, and I want you to really pay attention. Google's CEO, Sundar Pichai, thinks that AI is going to make the world healthier. Bill Gates says it's going to bring in quality. Ray Kurzweil says that it, we're going to live hand-in-hand hand with machines. And then, of course, Elon Musk, Stephen Hawking, Steve Wozniak said that AI is going to be just doom. So what does the godfather of AI think? 75-year-old Jeffrey Hinton. Well, he invented the tech behind GPT and Google's Bard, and he has spent a decade working on AI projects. And he left Google. He said, you know what? I, I don't like what this is doing. Uh, he compared himself to Oppenheimer and the atomic bomb. He says that in the wrong hands, this fast intelligence of AI robots are going to be used for evil. Here, listen to what he says. Oh, I think it's quite conceivable that humanity is just a passing phase in the evolution of intelligence. We are all just a passing phase, meaning that humanity is going to be gone. Here, listen again. Just listen again. Oh, I think it's quite conceivable that humanity is just a passing phase in the evolution of intelligence. You know, isn't that frightening to think? Okay, we're not going to see it in our lifetimes. It may not happen in our children's lifetimes. But a few generations from now, maybe humans won't be on the planet. Wow. That's something to really think about, isn't it? I mean, these Hollywood movies, you know, they spelled it all out. It seems to be happening. All right, moving on closer to here to Earth, let's talk about now number three, Amazon Clinic. Uh, Amazon does, doesn't provide the care itself. This is their new healthcare service, but it's a middleman between you and the people who are going to treat you. And that's where these privacy problems that I want you to know about before you sign up with Amazon Clinic begin. Now, they say they're all compliant with HIPAA, and we all know what that is. Now, when you sign up for treatment through Amazon Clinic, you also authorize all of those who share your protected health information with Amazon. So what does this include? Your contact information, your demographic, uh, your insurance info, your complete patient file, your medical and billing records. Yeah, jackpot. Now, Amazon says that they have the right to use, disclose, retain this information for two purposes. Uh, if the healthcare provider used with Amazon Clinic leaves, they have to set you up with another one. You know, my advice is don't sign up for Amazon Clinic. You want to ask your bona fide doctor for health and medical advice. I don't want you to turn over your most sensitive information to a company that is known to play loose and fast with your data. And you know, Dr. Pepper, remember, he's only a physician. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. All right, coming in at number four or five, some days at the office are super slow. That's right. We're talking about remote workers. And there's a new survey out this past week from Vizier that says that 43% of people who are working at home, about 10 hours a week, they do what's called productivity theater. Hmm, what is that? That's when you act like you're super busy, but you're not. And a few culprits behind this, one are all the layoffs. Number two, increased surveillance of remote workers. And then three, people are saying, hey, we want you to come back to work, to the office, folks. Come on. COVID's over. So the most common act of productivity theater is responding to an email when it's not urgent, attending a meeting that you don't have to attend. <laughs> I would hate to do that. 
Uh, keeping the laptop awake when it's not working. Doing extra research when it's not necessary. Exaggerating a status update. OMG, I am so busy. <clears throat> but I didn't mention this one. Composing an email, but sending it out the next day automatically. Could you do this now? It's 730 in the morning. So everyone says, wow, look at him. He's up early getting things done. Way to go. And this, finally coming in at number five. Are you ready for some chess boxing? Okay, I saw the story. I knew I just had to pass it along to you guys and gals. Chess boxing is apparently an English sport that's pretty old, and it's making a comeback thanks to YouTube. Here's how it goes down. Two boxers face off in 11 intense three-minute rounds of chess. Okay, then they break off the chess game, and then they knock each other out. And then they go back to playing chess, and then they knock each other out. They go to black... Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So it's a huge hit online. Big-time YouTuber Ludwig broke his online viewership record recently. He got 3.8 million views. Now, to excel at chess boxing, you actually have a choice to make. Am I going to be good at chess or am I going to be good at boxing? Wow. Uh, Speaking of, I asked my trainer at the gym the other day if I could start shadow boxing. You know what he said? Sure, Kim. Knock yourself out. All right, coming up in our privacy tip, we're going to talk about banking apps, how they really know who you are and how you can be using them the safe way. We have all of your phone calls and you have me here on Kim Commando today. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And let me tell you, if you're not getting our brand new newsletters, I looked at the numbers this morning, 19,800 thumbs up and about 600 thumbs down. And so if you used to get our newsletters, you hated them, now's the time to check them out again. Head over to commando.com slash subscribe. Once again, that's commando.com slash subscribe, and you're going to love them. We're doing the tech news in the morning, the tech tips in the afternoon, and just security alerts. And once again, that's commando.com slash subscribe. Hey, when we think about it, a car is what? It's just a computer on four wheels. And just like your computers, cars are moving in the direction of microtransactions and paid apps. Yeah, it's really crazy. Mercedes-Benz is going to charge some electric car owners, get this, a year to go one second faster. It's a subscription whole base plan. Now, in other countries, BMW, they tacked on $18 a month for heated seats. Hey, if you have a brand new Toyota, you're going to have to subscribe to Toyota's Remote Connect service to use your own key fob to start the car remotely. Now, that's not the worst of it. There's a new report out this week from Consumer Reports, and most new cars have a feature built in. It's fabulous. It's called Automatic Crash Notification. This automatically calls for help when drivers are in an emergency situation and then gives the precise location of the vehicle to authorities Get this, even if the person behind the wheel is unconscious. So it's just really a great, great thing to have on a car. But there's a big but. Some automakers want us to actually pay for this feature. So to talk about this report and all the other car subscriptions, we have Keith Berry. He's the autos reporter for Consumer Reports. Keith, thank you so much for being here. 
Um, so you, Consumer Reports did this whole thing about automatic crash notification and how some car manufacturers are charging for it. Which manufacturers are charging the most and what exactly is this cost? Yeah, so uh, the the biggest charge for this, actually the highest that we found comes from OnStar, uh, which is kind of interesting because OnStar really revolutionized the industry. They were the first ones to come out back in the 90s with this right. feature. That means that they, they have a lot of fixed costs. They have, uh, you know, they have... Uh, you know, they need ongoing updates, they have a network, they have a call center where employees sit and, you know, wait for these crashes to take place and then make those connections with emergency services. So I can kind of see why they would want to charge because they, you know, they have actually spent uh, all this money. But $29.99 a month after that free trial is done is pretty high. It's very steep compared to some of the other manufacturers out there, especially considering, uh, you know, that 14 brands out there offer uh, a feature, either this exact feature or one very similar to it for free. Well, you know, and I do remember those commercials. I don't know if you do from the the first OnStar commercials. I mean, and they were so effective because, you know, they would actually play a call from somebody who was stuck in a ditch or the car rolled over. And then they were able to push that magical OnStar button so that this way they could get help. And they do have that whole infrastructure. But we start when I just have one question. Like if so, if I buy a used car and say the previous owner purchase this whole automatic crash detection for two years or one year, do they actually know when the ownership of that car changes hands? You know, it depends on the manufacturer. Uh, you know, some of these things you you do want to, it's part of a whole digital suite and you want to log out and log back in again because otherwise uh, they might have information, that, you know, that the new owner of a vehicle may have access to the prior owner's personal information. A lot of these are tied into, say, navigation or into things, you know, they can, they oh, can remember your yes. spouse's anniversary and give you a call. They have calendar features. And some of these are things that you don't necessarily want, your, you know, your home address to be shared with the new owner of a vehicle. So yeah, most of the time you have to log out, create your own profile, and it depends on the manufacturer whether or not it is transferable. The big issue when you're buying a used car, especially though, is is I, if I'm sure you've talked about, and I'm sure your listeners know about that, you know, the 3G shutdown that happened, and a oh, lot yeah. of cars had automatic crash notification up until like the early 2000s, 2020s, uh, you know, 2019, wow. 2020, 2021 model years had 3G built into the car to connect with with emergency responders, and these systems just don't work. So you could go and read an old Consumer Reports review with a car and it would say, you know, it has this feature. And then when you get the car and you try and connect it, you'll get an error message because the technology to run it, the, the networks just don't exist anymore. It's just anymore. not there. So yeah, be you careful know, about I, that with a used car, yeah. You know, I, I probably jumped ahead. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but let's just backtrack just a little bit. And let's, let's really fine tune and identify for all of our listeners what exactly is automatic crash detection and how exactly does it work? Yeah, so once again, it, it depends upon uh, the car, how it specifically works. And sometimes it even depends upon where you're located and, and how uh, advanced the 911 system is. But in general, what it does is uh, the computers in your car can tell when an airbag goes off. And it will use either your paired cell phone, paired over Bluetooth, or it'll use a built-in phone connection to either call 911 directly 
or call sort of an emergency call, call center. And that's kind of what you were talking about with those old OnStar commercials. And, you know, CR did a survey of about 2,000 adults in March 2023, and we found that 51% of Americans say it's either extremely or very important that their next vehicle has one of these features. So, so people like them. They're mandatory in most countries, um, but in the United States, uh, they're not. And there's this huge variation in how much they cost, how they work, how they run, and it really is up to the automaker. Um, but what also is kind of cool about it is that, you know, even if you are conscious and able to call 911 yourself, some of these systems have an even more advanced feature. They can look at data from the car's computer and send it to the 911 operator. So, you know, so your car has sensors that can tell how many people in are in it based on the seats. It can tell if the airbags have gone, gone off. It can tell how fast the car was going at the time of a crash. So say the car says, hey, this crash happened at 60 miles an hour. There were four people in the car and all the airbags went off. 911, send all the ambulances you've got and let the local trauma center know to open up an OR because they might have someone who needs some help right away. And that, you know, 15, 20 minutes it could be the wow. big difference. We've talked to folks in like trauma centers and EMTs and emergency medicine doctors, and they've said, "Yeah, this this can actually make a difference in in terms of in terms of patient outcomes in a crash." Wow, this is such great stuff, Keith. How about you stay with us for just a few minutes? But here's the deal: I got to take a quick break to make sure that we pay a few bills here at the show. And when we come back, I want to talk about EVs and switch topics just a little bit. I mean, just three percent of all vehicle sales in 2021 were electric. So I want to know, like, what are the best EVs we should be looking at, and which are the ones that you all tested over at Consumer Reports? So we have that coming up, as well as our tip about security and banking online that you definitely don't want to miss. And then we have more of your phone calls and you have more of me, of course, Kim Commando. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. All right, if you're just joining us, we've been talking to Keith Barry. He is the autos reporter for Consumer Reports. I, I, mm-hmm. I did try the full self-driving mode, and uh, if I had not touched the wheel, I would have ran into a truck. I would have blown through a stop sign. Uh, on the freeway, I was about to crash into a motorcycle. And uh, this whole full self-driving, it's just a bunch of BS. It's just, you know, these people that can get on a Tesla and go on the freeway and fall asleep, I just, I just don't understand how they can trust that vehicle. Uh, and after two months, I said, you know, I had enough of it and I sold it. And I know that Tesla gets, you know, high marks for certain things. But but when we start talking about EVs, is there one in particular that you think if somebody wanted to dip their toes into the EV marketplace, that this might be the car for them? Yeah, I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. We need to talk about automation and electrification as two separate things. It can't, you know, it, 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 Tesla's done a great job sort of talking about technology in general. 
But right. electrification is its, is its own sort of thing. And like you said, that full self-driving, it isn't there yet. So if you're just looking to to go electric, there's some great cars out there. Uh, you know, the Hyundai Ioniq 5, it has this incredibly futuristic look, but it has a full steering wheel. It has, uh, you know, it uses the electric architecture to open up the interior of the car because you don't have to worry about that transmission tunnel, where the engine is. It's this incredibly Correct. roomy car, but everything is exactly where you'd expect it to be. You don't have to learn how to use it. You just get in it and drive. And, you know, I have driven, you know, I've driven the Porsche Taycan, and that's also pretty quick. And, you know, these economy electric cars, they've got that instant torque, and they're, you know, they're they're fairly quick. They will certainly give you more power than almost any gas-powered car on the road today, at least in that feel of off-the-line power. So going, you know, we, we recommend, you know, the Nissan Leaf is a great choice for someone who is just looking for something which is, uh, which is affordable. The Tesla Model 3, you know, save your money on the on the full self-driving subscription, but the Model 3 right. itself is, is, you know, is a great vehicle. So you don't have to go out there and spend $100,000 or more on an EV. Unfortunately, the majority of the ones on the market right now are fairly expensive, but I think with, you know, the EPA announcement and with the tax credit, automakers are getting that certainty they need saying, you know what, it's time to invest in this. And when they do that, prices are going to come down. We're at this weird kind of, uh, you know, this this sort of tipping point. And like we've seen with all technologies, prices come down when it becomes more popular. We're going to get more charging stations. We're going to have cars that are more affordable. Right now, we're not there. We're at the very beginning. But, you know, I, I bet if we have this conversation in two or three years, uh, you know, there's already four times as many EVs on the market as there was, you know, six or seven years ago. So I, I wonder where this conversation is going to be a few years from now if we if we have it. But some consumers may be tempted to look at cars from newer EV manufacturers. I'm talking like Riven and also Lucid. Um, what are your thoughts about that? I would say in general, it's the same advice that Consumer Reports has been giving for longer than I've been alive, uh, which is do not buy a car in its first model year if you're really consistent. And, you know, if you look at almost every manufacturer, when they're going electric, uh, when they're coming out with their first EV, they have some issue on the first small number of cars. So Audi had an issue with the e-tron. There was an issue with the, the F-150 Lightning. There was an issue with the... Chevy Bolt, you know, all of these cars had something just, you know, off this, that first batch of cars. And it's because cars are really complex. It takes a while for automakers to, to kind of figure these, figure everything out and make sure that every, you know, all the, the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And sometimes it, it, cars make it to production. Uh, a new car makes it to production with, with something wrong. And there are, there's a batch of lemons. The same thing has been happening with gas powered cars for years. Uh, you know, when that new Ford Explorer hit the market, there were tons of right. recalls, a bunch of issues with it. And then, you know, as the years go on, things get better. So I would say, if you want to be the first in your block with something and you think that's really cool, that's your choice. And, and you can certainly do that. Uh, and I might be that kind of person myself. But if you are worried about a car or issues right off of, you know, right from purchase, you might want to wait. And, and it's no coincidence that the vehicles, the EVs that are recommended uh, at, by CR are the ones with that sort of solid reliability history that have been on the market for a couple of years and that we know a little something about and that the automakers have, have been able to, 
kind of shake out the bugs and, and make sure everything is working. So, uh, you know, hold your horses, wait just a little bit, you know, just a year and, and get that car after, after all the bugs have been worked out. Well, you know, it's, it's no great secret. I mean, if you want to have an unbiased report on anything, it seems like, uh, you know, you go to Consumer Reports. I do personally myself. I mean, I've had a Consumer Reports subscription for I don't know how many years because anytime I want to buy anything, whether it's a refrigerator, it's a it's a lawnmower. I mean, before I do anything, I don't look at Amazon reviews because who knows if they're fake or not, obviously, is that I go mm -hmm. straight to Consumer Reports. Hey, Keith, thank you so much for being with us and sharing all your know-how. And anytime you want to come back on the show, talk about anything automobile related, you're always, always welcome. Thanks for being here. Here, Keith. Thanks for having me. So if you're in the market for a new car, you really need to pay attention to all of these subscriptions. I mean, Audi wants you to cough up $260 a year for dynamic lighting, right? Uh, BMW, it's not just those heated seats. If you want a dash cam, that's $19 a month or $430 for the life of the vehicle. Okay, you can get a cheaper one on Amazon, just saying. Uh, Cadillac's hand-free driving system goes for $25 a month. You know, I already talked about Mercedes, that $1,200 a year to go from zero to 60, one second faster. Oh, Porsche's anti-theft protection, $280 a year. So again, the bottom line on all of this is that if you're in the market for a new car, make sure that you know exactly what it's included with the car and then what's going to cost you more afterwards. All right, let's talk about your banking apps. This seems to be a question that we get asked a lot here on the show and also online and in social media. So how do you know that your banking app is really working? What exactly is your banking app doing? So the Wall Street Journal reports that banks are using really sophisticated methods to make sure that you are who you are when you are, in fact, using your banking app, which, by the way, you always want to make sure you set up two-factor authentication and you don't want to do your banking on an uh, unsecure wireless network. I'm talking about a cafe or an airport or hotel, what have you. But I thought this was really fascinating that you would find interesting too, that when you're using your banking app, that app is comparing your typing speed with every other attempt from the past. Wow, you know, you didn't think about that, right? Uh, they also analyze how much pressure you use when you're entering your credentials. They check how many pixels your fingers cover when you tap each key. That's really something. So obviously, if you have a big fat thumb and all of a sudden a little skinny thumb comes on, it's going to be a big red flag, right? Uh, the four biggest banks in the U.S., Bank of America, Chase, Citibank, and Wells Fargo, they all support facial ID and touch ID for Apple devices and fingerprint ID for Android phones. And as I mentioned, they also offer two-factor authentication. But here's the deal. For some reason, oh my gosh, it's not always turned on by default. So it's up to you, yes, the consumer, the banking customer, to make sure that 2FA is actually turned on. So in case you're wondering how to do that, we have all the steps that you need for all the big banks over at commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And when you're there, just hit the link that says Kim's show, and then you'll find this, all the steps that you need to make sure that you have 2FA turned on. Because I don't know, I just find that really strange that it's not turned on by default, or at least makes you want to turn it on by default. All right, still to come, we're going to be talking about some ways that you can remove some images that may be online about you. And you're like, hmm, that wasn't a good picture of me. Or, wow, that was me uh, at a frat party years ago. And I'm not that person anymore because now I'm a dad with 3.2 kids. So stay right where you are here on Kim Commando Today. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, listen, if you're not following us on social media, you're missing out. This way you can stay up to date that way, too. So wherever you hang out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, you name it, I'm always at Kim Commando. Michael in Augusta, Michigan. Hi, Kim. I got a little bit of a situation that I'm trying to figure out. I uh, okay. Unfortunately, I found uh, my mother passed away on the 30th of March. And Sorry. That's okay. She... She passed peacefully, which was good. Anyhow, she has a Facebook account. <clears throat> and so I had access to the Facebook account via the phone she had, which was on my account. So when all was said and done and the way it was set up, she didn't want any kind of hoopla, no memorial, no nothing. And so I had requested my sister. She kind of took it over, her Facebook things she thought she had access to it well i would like to delete this facebook account so i had a conversation with my sister and she said that unfortunately that facebook wanted to send a message to the phone that i had already shut off and deleted the number because it was on my account and i don't need to pay for it so now i'm trying to figure sure. out how do i shut this facebook account off and I don't have access to it. I, I don't know how to get a password. I don't know how to change a password. I, yeah, I'm, I at a, I'm at a point where I'm thinking I'd like to get rid of it because that information's out there, still in the cyber world. And I, I listen to your show quite frequently, and I, I have learned some really unique things. And I don't want people having access knowing that she's passed and getting any sure. kind of information on her and then maybe – you know, trying to buy some, charge some, create an account somewhere or whatever. So I really want to delete this, but I don't know how. Well, you know, fortunately, it's it's not that hard to do, really. Um, if you wanted to keep it just in case anybody else is listening, and I, I get that you don't want it, is that you can actually memorialize your mom's Facebook account. Right. And when you memorialize it, that's basically the account is all preserved, the content, their photos, their videos, their posts, but the account's no longer active. And nobody else can nobody else can see it who who is not already friends. And then there's a tribute uh, section. And since the account is no longer active, no one can log into it or make changes. That's if you wanted to just keep it out there as just you know as a memorial. But I get that you don't. So what you can do is ask your sister. She's already on Facebook, right? Which well, she is. Yeah. Is so she can report the account to Facebook as a deceased person's account. And then Facebook is going to require proof of your mom's death. Uh, and then from there, the account can be deleted. That What is that proof? It's either a death certificate or an obituary. Right. So to do this, uh, just tell your sister to head over to the Facebook Help Center uh, and search for deceased person's account. And then that's where you can fill out that form uh, to report the account to Facebook that, as I mentioned, that your mom has passed and... Uh, she wants the account deleted, and that's they're going to ask for some type of proof, obviously. But again, that's the Facebook Help Center. 
deceased person's account is what you want to search for. And I, I will just tell you because you know when my mom passed, um, I was I actually kept all of her stuff up and running until I had pretty much because I was the executive of the state. Pretty much a lot of that stuff just taken care of because you're right, so many things are tied to that phone number. And not just Facebook, but maybe some other banking information, whatever. So my my advice, too, is that if you can keep that deceased family members, your loved ones, phone, email address, whatever, going for, you know, for as long as you need it until all this stuff gets settled. It, it does make things a lot easier because all those two-factor authentication codes go straight to that email address or go straight to that phone. Uh, Michael, if you need any help afterwards, and thanks for listening to the show, I certainly appreciate it all. You know, it brings up an interesting point. I mean, you need to take steps right now because let me tell you, we are all going to die. Okay. I know it's a sad fact, but you know, between taxes and death, they are both inevitable. So what you need to do is think about how are you going to leave people information about all of your digital assets, your online accounts. And so like, for example, maybe you want to create and use a password manager. So this way they have a master password. And this way you can also share that master password with uh, anybody that needs to have access to it through your estate. Now, if you don't want to use a software password manager like RoboForm, which by the way, if you go to roboform.com slash Kim, you're going to save 50%, is that yes, you can use a password book. I know they sell them all on eBay and also on amazon.com. And it's a, it's a book, right? And you're going to put this with your state documents and you can list all your passwords that way. But just keep in mind that if you change your passwords often, which you probably should be doing, that that book is going to be out of date. Now, we just talked about Facebook and how this gentleman wanted to get rid of his mother's account. Now, if you do have a Facebook account, they do allow you to set up what's called a legacy contact. So when you pass, this legacy contact will have access to your account. Of course, they have to provide proof and credentials, and then they can set it up as a memorial site, or they can delete it if that's what you want that person to do. So just keep this in mind that as you're putting together uh, everything that you need for your physical stuff, right? Just keep in mind that you want to make sure that you cover all your digital stuff as well. All right, we all change over time, don't we? And it's frustrating to look back on maybe your frat party and now you're not that person anymore and that's what people see when they Google search your name. So how can you get rid of those pictures? First off, if the photo is being hosted on a website, just reach out to the webmaster and ask them really nice, say, hey, you know what, can you do me a favor and take down that photo? And if you're not sure who owns the website, what you want to do is say, uh, do a who is search. And there are different websites that like do who is. And then you can type in, say, who is commando.com. And they tell you who owns it and also the physical address and how you can contact that person. There's also Google Search Console. Uh, keep in mind, it only removes the results, not the actual content from the website. And the other thing you can do is report that image to Google by clicking on three dots on the photo and selecting report this result. And just maybe, fingers crossed, they're going to take that photo down for you. Hey, do me a solid and tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show. You can always find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 